Welcome to Entertainment Marketing Confidential, where we talk about all things related to brands and entertainment. I'm your host, Daphne, and as always, I am joined by the producer, Eric. That's me. I'm Eric. I'm the one thing who's here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to do a back to school episode where we talked about films involving school, social dynamics, blah, 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 and product placement, et cetera, et cetera. And then school started and it's COVID and holy shit, it's November. <laughs> yeah. And no one's really back to school. I mean, they're. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Did we ever leave school? Um, but going with that theme, we've talked about the movie Back to School a number of times because it's an 80s film, Rodney Dangerfield, and one of my favorites. It wanted to be something I wanted to lead off with and maybe do something with Revenge of the Nerds. And then. That just led me to one of my favorite things of the summer. (sighs) William Zabka, great ass. Um, Back when I was growing up, he was the quintessential asshole on screen. He was a dick in back to school. He's a fucking asshole and just one of the guys. And he's the world's biggest dick and karate kid. Now, I don't know what I was thinking in high school or I don't even, I have no idea how old I was when I first saw Karate Kid. I just knew I liked Ralph Macchio because of the outsider. So he seemed nice. I revisit mm. Karate Kid and I'm like, on no fucking planet would I be banging Danny. By the way, I forgot <laughs> his fucking name. And my husband goes, Daniel. Oh, that guy. No, wormy little shit. Hey man, but he's got, he's got strength of heart and, and character. I don't give a fuck. Cause I revisit all those movies. And I'm like, I would have been all over that other guy. What was I thinking? <laughs> I would like to take a moment to address William Zabka personally, who will never hear this. I'm sorry for misjudging you and your work as an actor, because honestly, to play that dick, I think I appreciate that role more in terms of what it had to take to play somebody like that, because you get the sense on YouTube videos. That's probably not like him. And then I was reading an interview where him and like Ralph Macchio were really good friends. So I feel like I've misjudged him. The, and then, the, there's a great, sorry, there's a great story from How I Met Your Mother where um, Barney is like in love with a guy from, um, played by Neil Patrick Harris, in love with a guy from Cry Kid and they all think they mean Danny and they're like, nope. He, and he's <laughs> he, on that episode. Zapka. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, uh, Zapka's his hero. Yeah, Zapka, Zapka's the hero to him. Uh, you know, it's just the tall, handsome, blonde man. It makes sense for Neil. Wait, (laughs) I'm making myself a note. Now, you know, I have kids. They've been on the podcast and I like sharing things I watched by growing up with my kids. And I also like revisiting a lot of the things I loved as a teenager in high school as a kid, because when you rewatch something you already know, it's very like in times of anxiety and high pressure, it feels like a hug, a warm blanket because you know how it's going to end. Like it's very comforting. Um, And the conversation we're going to have today is how does some of this stuff translate? And then how do you even put brands into this? Because one of the conversations Eric and I started talking is a lot of the things that (laughs) made Cobra Kai the best show of the fucking summer horrifies a different generation. And we're just going to have a very real conversation about how do you 
sort of bring back something iconic where sort of the social structure and what was okay, not okay. Like, do you bring it back? How do you bring it back for a new generation? How do you breathe life into it? And I have to say, good, bad, or ugly, Cobra Kai was a hit. I mean, absolutely. Because you think they're going out to season three. You know, like I put in uh, Blazing Saddles for the girls because I'm not raising little wimpy pussy chicks. Like my kids <laughs> have great senses of humor. They're going to make fun of everybody. Nothing's off limits. I put on Blazing Saddles. The opening line, I went, oh, power's out. Like, I'm pretty foul. I mean, my language, whatever. I The opening of Blazing Saddles, I was like, oh my god and how would you even make these movies today and should you and from a brand standpoint are you in are you out now i'm taking the position of everybody get over yourselves everyone's funny make fun of everyone you're all stupid i'm the stupidest person on the planet it's called a sense of humor have one and i feel like we've lost it and one of the things i loved about cobra kai is it showed my kids how a hierarchy that was in place and how we were raised in terms of social currency and what was social currency. So you think if you're good looking, you're strong and you're popular, you had all the currency. Oh my God, fucking kids today. I'm a good person and I care about people. You have the currency. And Mm. it's interesting how that's changed. And for me, I mean, I grew up, I mean, I'm a fucking caged animal. We all know that. But it's so interesting to me when you look at the structure of popularity or what's cool, what's not cool, the currency is different now. And then even a brand, like it's super interesting to me and super tricky because a brand to touch something, you know, and what I love about Cobra Kai and you have to stick with it, Johnny starts with old school 80s hierarchy, okay? And you see, as you go through season one, season two, where he learns a different way of looking at the world in terms of how he views people and appreciates them. So I like it. But I'm also a little bit proud that my youngest daughter's watching these two kids fight and she goes, I don't know what they're fighting about. They're both nerds. So (laughs) there's still some of that. I can't help it. And I'm trying to be a better person, but it's really interesting to talk about these things and then Again, how do you put that commercial brand in? Because are you going to alienate? Are you going to be seen as dated? So I know you had some opinions on Cobra Kai or Karate Kid. Let's hear it. Well, so, okay. So first I want to like mention, like, so there's like a great thing that uh, just like a a, a Reddit post of all things that I read months ago, but it sticks out to me and like why it's like what you're talking about, like the social currency has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1998, Everyone was calling each other gay as an insult. Correct. In, 2000, yeah. in 2008, where people, high school kids were starting to think like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be calling each other gay anymore. Maybe that's not right. In, in 2018, uh, now two decades later, we're, they're all calling each other gay again, but in a positive way. Now it's positive. Now if you're gay, it's, it's, you're, you're pro-gay. Everyone is just love and everyone's accepting. And so it's just right. kind of like the difference now. Yeah, like the, get- there's the whole like um know better be better like Mm -hmm. there's something now when i say give a pass i'm really using that term loosely there was a lot of things that were acceptable in the 80s um maybe 
uh, how women were treated in the workplace. Uh, like there's certain things that, eh. And now being trapped at home and re-watching so much content, seeing things like Baby Boom, these little movies where slowly, um, the Family Stone from 2005, like slowly entertainment started sort of, by the way, in Family Stone, there's a couple, turns out two men, one black, one deaf, and they're going to adopt a baby. But it's so subtle in terms of let's have content reflect people more. Now, mm -hmm. I've also reached a point after having, uh, you know, where everyone's too damn sensitive. And what I loved about Cobra Kai is when he told the nerd to get the fuck out of his gym or whatever, because it's like, shut the fuck up, because there's a certain part of iPhone, you know, everyone has a voice, everyone has a story, but everyone thinks people care about their opinion. Mm -hmm. So now that you have Twitter and Facebook, and by the way, I assume everyone was, <laughs> cares what I think, who cares? And again, imagine marketing to this because I have, like, I've had people say, oh, blah, 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 offensive, like, shit, fuck up, but no one cares. Then don't marry a guy. If you've got a fucking mm -hmm. problem with gay marriage, don't marry a dude. And people, in terms of some of the things that happened this summer, I'm like, how many of you moved to a neighborhood because you didn't like the schools where you lived? And I know your mm -hmm. opinions about who your kids should be dating. So get the fuck out of my face. So there's a lot of things and we just kind of blown it all up from me to on. So mm -hmm. in terms of how we treat, it's like COVID, we just Maria condoed everything. We know better, we know better, be better. And like you said, back, you think growing up, fag, you're so gay. These were, I hate to say slams, but that's kind of a dated term in and of itself. Like a derogatory <laughs> comment, um, like a girl. Mm -hmm. You run like a girl, you fight like a girl. Yeah, come at me. I will fucking show you how girls fight. In the word, I can't even fucking say it retarded like there's certain words like stop like come on you know as much as i don't give a shit about some pumpkin chai latte millennial and her bullshit and how she's concerned about whatever shut the fuck up but it's opened up hey everyone people are people get over your shit now imagine being a brand and somehow trying to market to that and then in the middle of social unrest, the dumpster fire of a president, Netflix drops the gift Cobra Kai into my lap. <laughs> and what's so fascinating with me is, again, the arc of the main character, Johnny, who, who really is that old school. Okay, when he's trying to get on, when he's trying to do online dating, and he's like, what kind of chicks you like? He's like, hot ones like no shit <laughs> but he speaks to me like he makes perfect sense and if you watch it i make more sense because i also realize i'm a little bit like johnny um <laughs> but you know so you have this guy who's kind of let's say washed up past his heyday and then again the writing the role reversals from danny and johnny um where they are in their lives etc etc and you know, Johnny's flawed. He's this, but at the end of the day, y'all like him and he's still really fucking cool. And in all of this, I could sit here and I'm going to talk for the next 45 minutes about the best product placement I've ever seen. And I assure you the brand never approved it. And they almost had a heart attack when it happened. Coors Banquet in Cobra Kai is the best placement I've ever seen. Hmm. I went to go buy some because he's the coolest fucking guy ever. How many guys could drink a couple beers and go drive and you think he's cool? 
The answer is zero. <laughs> Think about it. The shit this guy does, and you're like, you're the coolest guy ever. Because he's a badass, but then he also becomes a human. So he's double lethal. So you take sexy, tough guy, alpha male who can protect you, and then he turns into a human? And And for everyone out there, my nephew turned 21 over COVID. One guess what his first purchase was. It was Bud. It was Budweiser, wasn't it? No, it was first (laughs) banquet. And he even hashtagged it Cobra Kai. And when I knew it worked is, you know how you talk about that new evolution of people? Like my mm-hmm. nephew is a decent human. That's why we don't always see eye to eye because I'm an asshole and he's decent, but he's an asshole. He's related to me. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> but there's that idea of he's 20 something. He's definitely what more of a Bernie Saunders kind of guy. And mm. you think Johnny spoke to him. So to me, I'm like the fact that like somehow that placement broke through everybody to me, it's a win. So I thought that was just the best fucking placement. It probably nailed their target market. Yeah, sure. And, and you know, I think I think um, a lot of that moves with like the complexities of our um, main characters in television nowadays. Like we can't just have a hero. We need anti-heroes now. We need to have someone that we can both root for and against yes. at certain. Yeah, we, we need those different. And that just goes to evolution of media. Um, as well as like uh, uh, our generation, like like generationally, like our values and such. Like I, um, uh, 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 Johnny is like part of part of Cobra Kai is Johnny like being reintroduced into the world, right? He lived in the eighties, um, and now he like like he was he in the eighties, which I appreciate Exa- exactly. Like since the eighties. <laughs> He's just been a drunken standstill, just kind of reclused into himself. And now he's finally going back out into the world and trying again and really taking a look at how different everything is and how kind of outdated he's been. Like, that's part of his struggle right now. Yeah, but um, he I, and he breaks through it. And that's what I thought was really cool. By the way, it's some of the funniest. Whoever wrote this is hilarious. Like, you know, because the same thing on the flip side, you have Danny, who now is the rich guy, extremely successful, affluent, and sort of him battling his demons. And mm-hmm. I, it seems like no matter who you are, when you are, the idea of once you know better, you have the opportunity to be better. And as you're saying, like he's reintroduced to the world. And again, he drives the same car. You know, it's like every, like he has the same friends. Like, so there's a part of him that he managed to convey loyalty. You know, he's super good to his neighbor. He treats the neighbor's mom with respect. Like he's, shockingly a good guy which probably is hard for him to process or maybe he somehow struggles with the fact he's not supposed to be because he like even in his own reality he's cast at the high school this asshole and then now he's in the world operating realizing well i'm not i'm washed up this and then you see him struggling with his dad and then you start dropping in these brands you're like who am i marketing to does he fit it does he even fit himself like absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant his arc and how they wove in brands and there's only a handful like audi yeah <laughs> you know the you know the one that really sticks out to me and it's it's the one that i i, I always think about when i think about cover kai is i i believe it was the first episode where um the high school bullies um 
pour Pepto-Bismol on the main kid's head, on, on Johnny's first pupil, like pours it on his head. And like, they even have a talk about like, why are you getting Pepto-Bismol? Oh, it's for my grandma. What, you have diarrhea? Like, they're very like explicit in talking about what Pepto-Bismol is for and what it does. It doesn't even seem like good branding, it, but it, it it catches, like, I can't not think about that scene when I think about Cobra Kai. So it's at least, it does something. Yeah. And that one, like, I'm sure they bought it. Like, you know, I look at it and I love the fact that, like, every time you see Johnny, he is drinking Coors Banquet. Like, it is who he is. He likes it. And it totally makes sense for him. Like, I thought that was brilliant. And so funny, I totally missed the Pepto-Bismol. I don't even remember it. Really? Okay. It's, I, it's, 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 it stood out. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, they pour it all over this kid. Like, and they talk about like, oh, what, you're getting Pepto? What, you have that? Like, it's very, like, blatant product placement. But it's it's just it just sticks out so like <laughs> i, 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 keep... I totally missed it <laughs> <laughs> ah, go back to the first seven you'll see it i i just think it's and i i'm curious to see what's going to happen with season three because what i liked is let's call it convergence you had you know you have a different filter for looking at the world growing up in mm-hmm. the 80s combined with kids who are looking at the world from high school now and it's interesting as you end up season two everyone's sort of sharing the filter because i think i don't know what word to use i feel some people today are very soft and weak that's not not limited to children i'm talking about listening to the news during a pandemic I can't get my hair done. I can't do my nails. I mean, princess problems everywhere. Like I find these people coddled and weak. By the way, how everyone would always look at, what is the term? Snowflakes for millennials. Um, Guess what? Your parents aren't any better. They're probably worse. They're awful. But yeah, about wearing a mask seems pretty uh, snowflake. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so repressed. I have to wear a mask. Dude, need a room. Um, wearing a mask is not being repressed. Just FYI, yeah. what life did you lead to come up with that conclusion? But now looking at that generation, I'm like, you guys have the opportunity. I mean, it's a pandemic. How do you reinvent yourselves? How do you sort of look at your life and think what's really important? Oh no, I didn't go to prom. Well, you also didn't die of COVID, so perspective. So. Yeah. It's interesting. So for me, I made my kids watch Cobra Kai. So they got a dose of that's how shit used to be. Stop being a fucking princess. Like, hey, because I'm hard on my kids from the fact of no one cares what you think. Vote. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you. Oh, no. You know, but you also could see in the pandemic. What do you think the little one bitch because she's not trick or treating? She goes, it's a pandemic. Why would I trick or treat? Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that's why I'm a better parent than you. So <laughs> I think in terms of some people, it's good to rough them up a little bit and realize life sucks. But it's also good to teach the assholes. Um, why don't you check into that sensitivity chip a little bit? Because you're kind of a dick. So I feel Cobra Kai kind of bridges both and teaches people and everyone's better having watched the show. <laughs> And, and, and it, it's interesting because like kind of like like going off of that point is is that like it it has a high school cast that that <laughs> appeals to the young generation but this show 
is nostalgia driven. Like it's all about nostalgia. It's that reboot. It's seeing the Karate Kid cast again. Like it, it's how do you balance it? it it's it, interesting. It works because if this show just started now, it would still be a decent show because there's certain themes that are eternal. Like you know how they talk about like man versus man, man versus wild. In theory, man versus God, yeah. Like at some point now. I do understand that maybe for people that maybe they felt this in junior high, maybe for some people, it's when they get to college or maybe their first job, but there's going to reach a point in your life where you realize not everybody likes you or everyone wants to be your friend and you're not going to get along. Like wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I not know. everyone wants to be Spoiler. my friend. Spoiler. What? Daphne, what are you telling me right now? I know. And I should talk to your parents about this. <laughs> but at some <laughs> point, um, that idea of like, as you roll through life, that whatever you are, everyone's going to accept you or like you or want to be with you. And that's just not true. The world sucks sometimes. And sometimes people are going to tease you. Sometimes people are going to bully you. Sometimes they're going to be jerks. Um, but how do you navigate that? And so I, so I sort of made my nine-year-old watch it because I want my kids to have the tools to navigate that stuff. And when you have a princess life and you don't really deal with adversity, it's going to slam you at some point. It's either going to be when you get out of college, at some point you're going to learn the world doesn't revolve around you. So I made sure my fucking kids learned this in kindergarten. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, but I know I've been successful because you got to think we talked about this during a pandemic. What did my nine-year-old do? Instead of whining about not going to Disneyland, She's concerned how homeless people, how do they know there's a pandemic? And if all the centers are closed, where are they getting their food? And then mm -hmm. she sold paintings and raised almost $2,000 in like 300 and something meals. So that's where I know that kid has a good balance between, fuck you, I ain't putting up with shit, but she has a highly developed sensitivity chip. And I think that's the win. And she's the Cobra Kai of humans. And I think that's what we all aspire to. <laughs> and that's why I think every brand should do this series because there's this overarching theme of no better, be better, role reversal. And like, you're talking about like the eighties and how things were and nostalgia. It's still timeless. Even if this took place in 1642, fitting in, um, you know, they say life hinges on a moment. Like, um, I think about Al Bundy talking about that game where he had five touchdowns, you mm -hmm. know, like when you look back at your life, what were like, what were the moments that changed everything? Like, oh, by the way, it is 323. And I've spoken to five people I went to high school with. And my husband laughs that Phoebe will get out of high school before I do. I talked to my high school, like you look up high school, there's me in my cheerleading uniform. Like it, I loved it. I still talk to all my friends, never left it. So Cobra Kai makes sense to me, but there's that, you know, I don't know. There's to me, it's timeless. Like you say, nostalgia, mm. but it works even without the karate kid. And by the way, karate kid two and three are so bad. And then the Jaden Smith one, I couldn't even watch that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, uh, that's how I, uh, so Will Smith produced Cobra Kai He's a producer on Cobra Kai. And yeah. that makes sense because of Jaden's film in Karate Kid. That makes a lot of sense that he... Oh, also, Will Smith got really big on YouTube around the time where Cobra Kai premiered on YouTube Premium. So it's just lots of tie-ins yes. there. Makes a lot of sense. And what's really interesting is 
you know, that idea of like we were saying, you know, the moments that define you, um, the idea of like a mentor. So even as an adult, so now that I'm in theory, a grown ass adult, the time <laughs> I invest in people, like in terms of mentoring or interns, you look at the role, of Mr. Miyagi, like, you know, you see how that played out with nasty snake guy. I can never remember his name, the Cobra Kai coach, like mm-hmm. your mentors, how much did they influence who these people were? Yeah. I mean, you even like the role models, like you think what Mr. Miyagi did for daniel And like, I love the idea of he still has his car. He has his doji. Um, and then same with Johnny, you know, he has that shadow of his other coach that I could never remember the name of, but you look at all of this and to me, all of these are timeless themes. And that's why I think I do like Coors Banquet. I got to tweet you like more brands should be in this and should not be afraid of it. Cause I think it appeals to everybody. It hits every universal theme and the ending of season two, I'm not going to say like the last shot of the series. I stood up and went, Oh, damn. Did he kick Danny in the face? No, 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 no. You need to finish watching it because season two, like, 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 here we go. I'm sorry. I don't know shit about season three. Here we go. Johnny versus Daniel. They're sort of, oh, and they have to join forces for the third act. (laughs) They have to join forces to get the other karate guy. No, because you see the friendship. (laughs) Gotcha. Well, that's, you know, okay. Really their relationship. And the thing is, I love the message for people who you are at 18 isn't going to be who you are forever. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, it's still in there. And it's funny. It's like when I watch Cobra Kai, oh, high school Daphne, like, yeah, throw that dork out. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's a little schizophrenic, uh, schizophrenic to watch, but it, I just think there's a lot to unpack with that series. And I think it's absolutely fucking brilliant. And I think Core's Banquet. Nailed it. What? Um, Nailed it. Uh, uh, I, I feel like there is a, uh, in Cobra Kai, there is kind of a, um, at least for me, because um, Karate Kid falls under your umbrella, like what you grew up with. And then Cobra Kai is now what the, um, the, the Gen Z kids are growing up with. But as a millennial, I, I'm not really either. I'm too old for the Gen Z, but I'm too young for the Gen X. So I don't really, I'm kind of in between. And it's interesting because you have moments where like in the first season where um, uh, I think Johnny, Johnny said something racist to, uh, I forget what his people's name is. Um, the the first kid he mentors. He, he said like, like um, some, some, something derogatory towards Hispanics. I forget what it is. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that they, they're getting away with that. Um, well, what's interesting. Wait, why would you automatically go to it's being racist? And not oh, I mean, you, sorry, go ahead. Like, like when you say it's derogatory, like, um, I don't know, like, I mean, you know, his intent, but that doesn't necessarily make him a racist. Well, I mean, it's just that he called, like, it was like, um, I don't want to repeat, but he, like, he, no, he was it's like a, a pre, it's a pre no better, be better moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. Like you're saying like, there's shit everyone said 20 years ago. It's like, oh, hell no, that would come out of my mouth now. It's it's just interesting yeah. because it was Little a, taken. it was, 
Yeah, it, it, it was a risk, like, because it was in the, I remember, it was the very first episode, it's yeah. while, get, yeah. and, like, on YouTube Premium, where it's going to be all these Gen Z kids watching, because yeah. they're you know, the ones who are going to want to get the subscription at that point, uh, it was an interesting choice. It was an interesting risk for them to take. Wait, 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 hold on, real quick, though. Now, pardon me if I get the group wrong, but isn't the millennials Gen Z who thought Friends was offensive? Y'all, like... Uh, millennials grew up on friends so, so i don't think it was us i okay, think it was gen so, z wait, the but, group that thinks friends is offensive that's just bad parenting and you guys are all coddled monsters <laughs> like friends is fucking wait if we live in a world where friends is offensive god help us but by the way warning my kids are coming up behind you and will eat you alive in the job market is all i have so, <laughs> so, me, like if we're at a place where friends is offensive, but what you're saying, it was risky, but what I liked about it is it was authentic and sure. Johnny to believe, be believable. And what I, what I loved about him is imagine this moment. Okay. And he, but again, he's authentic to who that guy would be. He's bringing a lot of people around the world with him into a new millennium on how to interact with people. Because I think he could be the king of the dipshits, like the last guys who are maybe voting for Trump, because you could relate to Johnny and Johnny really evolves over these two seasons where who like he even recognizes, holy fucking hell, like I that whoa, not OK. And that's what we want from everyone. What's your no better, be better moment? And I love the fact they took these risks because for him to sort of break through and be relatable for a lot of people, I think he had to be real. And that's the shit Johnny would say, because he's a fucking asshole. But also, how do you tell another generation this guy's a dick if you haven't seen Crying mm. Kid? Oh, how long did it take you to figure out he's an asshole? One episode? Yeah, about, about five minutes in. Exactly. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, it took me three movies and like back to school and other stuff, but... I think the way they wrote it, like you very quickly realize, whoa, you're a dick. Oh, yes, he is. And you look at asshole characters in history, everyone's going to put William Zaka on that list. So mm -hmm. I love the fact that even for him to play that character, good for him to be that authentic and then move it along. Like he does. Like he is not. And that's what I love. It's not. Okay. Watch all in the family. Holy fucking shit, Archie Bunker. But there's also what I like is when you have these like through entertainment, through art, you do put that mirror up. And if you don't respond feeling a little snapped at some of this stuff, you're missing a chip and it's not good. As much as I criticize, I'm sorry, younger people for being soft and weak. Holy hell, people a little bit older. Whoa. Whoa, like the shit they're okay with is shocking. But then again, they've lived through some wars and more pandemics. So maybe we'll give them a pass. But it's that whole no better, be better. And we learn through art and entertainment. And that shapes perceptions, that shapes opinions, that shapes maybe how we look at ourselves. And that's why I, I have to go back to, that's why it's so amazing when you put brands in, going back to shifting perceptions, shifting roles. And I ain't gonna lie, brought Coors Light right on up. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Jerry who owns a bar. His favorite beer is Coors Banquet. And you want to try good fucking beer? He would have the tap and the keg right at the bar. So it'd be mm. ice cold and it didn't have to travel through a tube. It tastes like rubber. Oh, mm. shit, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> so I think 
you know, like look at it that way. Cause it's interesting. Like, you're like, why is this for me? I'm not this generation. I'm not that generation. Um, to Eric's parents, that's just bad parenting. How's he not know Cobra Kai? <laughs> they don't know Cobra Kai. They know Karate oh, Kid. Grandparents. Whoa, <laughs> bad parenting. <laughs> but you know what's so amazing though? Like when we grew up, you don't want to date William Zadka and you sure as fuck don't want to hang out with him and you don't want to be him. Like mm-hmm. you always played those guys like, ew. <laughs> I mean, he was a blonde Aryan asshole. He was bullying people. He was just just an arrogant fucking asshole. Like you just hate him. So there's a cautionary tale for a lot of people growing up going, ooh, that kind of guy bad. I mean, now growing up, that kind of guy hot. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. It was really interesting to me, like in terms of social commentary and like moving on up. So shifting gears a little bit. Because, you know, we have to recap social commentary and our summer back to school and all the things we were watching. Um, Borat. Yeah. Oh, man. The Borat movie. Did came. you watch it? I did. I have seen it. It uh, was hard to watch at Wait. some point. Let's start with the first one. I'd okay. like to point out that Borat was the first film Phoebe saw in the theater because wow. I refused to have my daughter see a Disney film first. Because I'm not raising weak little girls. Fuck no. She's seeing Borat. Did she understand Borat at that age? But she had to go to the bathroom as Bob takes her to the bathroom as they wrestle naked. And Bob comes back and like, ooh, good timing on bathroom run. Because I do. I really want hard. I want my kids to be able to handle shit and not be offended. And I want to be the most awful creature they ever interface. So everyone's (laughs) a piece of cake. Now we have his subsequent film. My my jaw's hanging open. And by the way, I immediately bought a red cloud sweatshirt for Paige. Hmm. And Wait, red cloud. The cat sweatshirt Tutar wears. <laughs> oh, right. And that would be my Halloween <laughs> costume. Um, who knew Borat would make the smartest social commentary film of the year? No one called it. Nobody called it. Although, like, I, I remember, like, uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was getting into hijinks throughout the last year. Uh, no no idea it was for a Borat sequel. thought it was for some other kind of movie. But I remember uh, that Borat, show he that, did on, um, oh, my, oh, God, don't know. No, 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 no. He did one last year. Like, it was about This is America. And he'd go interview. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So he sort of kind of had his pulse on the way the direction America was heading. And this one, I had a friend say, this one wasn't as funny. And I'm like, um, it's not supposed to. Because once you yeah. realize kids in cages, roles of women, once you realize this is America right now, it's not that funny. So, And he does it in such a non-preachy way. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of understand it's it's funny, but it's not funny. It, it was, it was there. Yeah. Uh, I think like the article that made me um, was like, all right, I got to see Borat too. Was that it? Um, Sasha Barrett Cohen um, looks at the uh, uh, offensive humor that it, from the first one, and he didn't just take it over. He evolved it to show the offensiveness of uh, the culture and of himself and like him, like uh, uh, um, parenting Kazakhstan and like putting on that, uh, like making fun of of that culture and really showing up a mirror to himself, his past and the current culture and just really 
evolution is yeah what's the theme between the two films netflix and amazon have inherently made us better people and what i loved is he didn't try and repeat borat and by the way i left i literally pissed my pants the first time i saw the trailer for borat when the guy fell off the horse at the rodeo <laughs> i mean i couldn't breathe and i peed in the theater at the trailer <laughs> and again here's something 15 years later you know putting a mirror up going so yeah so to me it was the best both both of these shows like let's make amends but to me it was a very intelligent political piece like it was and i ain't gonna lie i'm not I, again i refuse to give a certain candidate airtime and any more publicity that ending with the former mayor of new york i almost fainted and then it was but that's watch. when it really hits you because what he's making like with pants and some other things like i can't get past the girl in the cage like there's some things that are so poignant and timely but when it ends with that like, excuse me when it like your home stretch you're rounding third base with that and then you realize this isn't funny oh my fucking god what is happening in our country what is happening and i loved how when he like I don't want to spoil it, but like him and his daughter at the end, love, yeah, it's love, cute. and then how it ends. Because again, for people who haven't seen it, and again, it's that no better, be better. And honestly, everybody, if Borat and Johnny could get it together and be better people, I expect more out of you. <laughs> the bar's low, people. You can get over it. Yeah. And then I was trying to think, did you see any brands in Borat? I don't know. Like, I was like, that was a movie where oh, you're just man. on this crazy ride. You're like, I just don't know anything anymore. Yeah. I was not paying attention to brands at that point. <laughs> I was that, drinking too. So. But that, like, that one, it's like once it becomes super real, it's a hard, like, it starts with that where he's at the fair singing. You know, I don't want to give too many details. And it's like, whoa, wow. Yeah. The, the, and that 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 drop that leaked. Uh, I remember seeing that video where he was led the crowd in a song, and I remember thinking how haunting it was. Even before I knew it was for the new Borat film, just three months, like someone knew it was Sasha Baron. Someone from the audience figured out it was Sasha Baron Cohen, filmed it on their phone, and then it's horrifying because he just led a group of what should just be regular American people, conservatives, but regular American people chanting or like singing for journalists to be chopped up and, and chanting yeah. for people to be injected with COVID. Like it's, it's kind of really, it like, it, it's, it's rough. It's appalling. It's, yeah. And that's, you know, and I look at, you know, this is where, you know, as I, my God, I was up this week. I've been hard on everybody. I was making fun of an iconic spy making fun of generations below me, but there's that idea of, is it terrible to raise people who want equality and for people to have an okay life. <laughs> like, is that really the worst <laughs> thing in the world? Or, ooh, how dare you educate us and give us healthcare? Like, you know, so yeah, those two shows, like there's a, I feel who I was before watching them is exactly who I was after. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But like now, okay, I got to talk about happy stuff because those two shows were so deep and it really, both of them made me really reflect on who I was. And I realized I am amazing and I'm really okay with who I am. <laughs> I 
that's good. That's a great thing to take out of any media you watch. If you can take that out of it. And, you know, to kind of wrap it up on a happy note, ooh, did you watch The Haunting of Bry Manor? No, but I love The Haunting at Hill House. So, it and it's, it's Halloween today. As we're, yeah, guys, yeah, that's what I've been told. But it, it is Halloween. It is Halloween today, so I, I should have watched it leading up to Halloween. Um, but I do want to watch it at some point because Hill House was really good. Oh, absolutely. And I'm watching today, I'm watching the Scream movies. Oh, nice. And that, what's amazing, talk about good parenting. My little one, who's nine, because I remember we talked about horror. Like, I start watching slasher movies like at seven. Either you like them or you don't. Oh, my little one likes them and she watched Haunting of Bright Manor. <laughs> <laughs> good for her i cannot we totally got it like she's like oh and la 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 like she knew everything that was going on was amazing why are you blurry because i'm not drinking oh there you are hey. oh yeah it's just this webcam that i have plugged in it's right. so see, focusing how's that for see now we're doing social commentary but i think you know you look at these two shows and i look at kind of what they're saying and then i just have to say this is why having a good placement agency is important because a lot of brands would go, ew, Borat, ew, Cobra Kai. No, no, no. This is why you have someone read it, someone who could get sort of the intent and help sell it into a brand. Because I wish I could see, see, this is where you want to see brands step up. In the yeah, way. take a stand. Exactly, a good stand. All right. Okay, that was another just thought-provoking episode of Entertainment Marketing Confidential. I'm your host, Daphne. And until next time, au revoir.